everyone, welcome back to Wish Upon a Star. I'm Amanda. And I'm Frodo the Lawyer, and this is episode two now. So thanks for coming back. Yeah, you did it. You you made it through episode one, presumably, and you decided that you're going to give us another shot. It almost scared me away. Um, uh, before we go on with things, I, I do want to just uh, remind everyone what the premise of this podcast is. So we're on our little adventure here to critique and analyze every single Disney song that's ever been featured in a feature Disney movie. Every single one. Right now, we're going uh, on an episode-by-episode basis. We're going to be doing one song in each episode, and we're going to be going movie-by-movie. And as all of our devoted fans know, we are on Snow White right now. Woo! We will be uh, eventually going on and following through with with the other Disney movies. So if you stick around with us and you keep liking what you're listening to on uh, Wish Upon a Star... Someday you'll hear and know about all the Disney songs. Someday your prince will come, one might say. Not yes. yet, because we haven't gotten to an interesting yes. song in Snow White yet, but we might eventually. We'll see. Yes. In episode eight, someday. Oh, boy. Is, episode eight is someday. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, I also want to let everyone know we won't be actually playing the songs on the podcast in their entirety. If you want to, they're all available on Spotify. Uh, you can check out um, the Disney artist or whatever. Uh, you can also, uh, there are a lot of them are available on, on other means like YouTube uh, if you want to see the animation as well. Don't ask him to explain the legal reasons why it will take time. But but, but don't worry if you haven't heard the songs in a while. Uh, we're going to try to give you enough of a taste, um, whether it's through our, our singing or humming or just explaining what's going on where you won't be lost if you haven't listened to the, the song in a while. But like honestly, like who hasn't listened to today's song at least daily it's my ringtone i I definitely still have a ringtone and it's one song from snow white and seven dwarves yes one song is our one song for this one episode oh boy which is episode two which is episode two oh that's terrible (laughs) i hate that could we write to disney and ask them to switch the order around for the purpose of this podcast i mean we we could um yes someday our letters will be received prince will come we're gonna have some fun in episode eight (laughs) but first before we get too much into the deep musical you know academical analytics of one song which is extremely musically complicated and has many different words in it i thought we should talk a little bit about our general snow white impressions because we haven't really done that so um dear frodo what are your what sort of your thoughts on snow white like as a movie as a movie or as a as a collection of songs? As a collection of songs and as a movie, you know, speak okay. speak your truth. I mean, so before rewatching this, um, I mean, we've only watched through the first uh, two songs now, but uh, before that, I always thought it was a little dated, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I-, I remember, I obviously saw it as a kid, but it, it, I mean, growing up in the midst of the of the Disney Renaissance, uh, we weren't really. I mean, I mean, there were other options. We didn't need to resort to, to Snow White. <laughs> I do remember that um, in my doctor's office growing up, there was a uh, a poster of Snow White in, like, the sick kid's side of the room. Oh. So, like, I always sort of, like, associated it with, you know, like, illness and, and dread, which, which is kind of true. I mean, there's, like, yeah. a, a poisonous apple and everything. So um, nice. maybe maybe my, my intuitions and my, uh, you know, my connections that I was making between sickness and Snow White were actually right. But yeah, it's never really been one of my favorites, but I, yeah. I can appreciate it for what it is. Um, but what are your thoughts on Snow White? Were you, uh, when you worked for Disney, did, what were your interactions like with, with Miss White? 
Well, so I, I first I have to say Snow White has a special place in my heart because Snow White is the princess that looks wise I am compared to the most because not because I am by any means the fairest of them all, but because I am extremely pale and have very dark eyebrows. And so I got a lot of comments on that throughout my whole life, which didn't really like put me in a negative mm-hmm. thought of Snow White, just like, oh yeah, that one who also has the circle round face and the eyebrows of, you know, charcoal. I, b- so. I believe it's it's the the s- lips red as a rose and the s- the skin pale as snow is is what our friend the the strange maskish mirror said to us in uh, episode one. Well, yeah, but who can really pay attention to what he says? So you know, yes. paraphrasing. Uh, but yes, yeah, Snow White was always very lovely at Disney World, though. At Disney World, um, she has a she got a new lace collar partially through my time working there, and that was a big deal. Um, it was very intricate. It's really beautiful, actually. I highly recommend looking it up online if you haven't seen it. Um, um, so I, I always liked her from that. Um, not a lot of thoughts on the movie, really. I mean, the ride freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, it is. Um, it, they changed the name to the Scary Adventures for that purpose, so kids would, I guess, know what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. Well, it's gone now at yes, um, now Disney World, anyway. I don't know if it is still one at Disneyland, but yeah, so I'm excited to dig into a little bit more um i always loved the dwarves yes. as a kid yes and still do you're excited, so. to, you're excited to dig 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 into this a little more <laughs> hey. okay well thank you for offering your opinion and i'm i apologize for offering my slightly negative opinion <laughs> maybe our minds will change maybe we'll come away with a newfound appreciation for snow white and the seven dwarfs sure hope so it is dwarf it, it is dwarfs it is not dwarves in case you were wondering um fun fact for you who haven't read the title That recently. is fun. Plur- plurals. Interesting. They're interesting little devils. They sure they? are. Maybe we'll do a secondary spinoff pon- podcast just about plurals. It's just about plurals. We'll see how this one goes. Yes. Um, <laughs> geese. <laughs> that'll that'll be the, the hit episode will be geese. <laughs> geese. I think we should just call it geese. <laughs> anyway. Just, just have a podcast called called geese called geese I'd, like, don't, I'd don't, to ha- that don't explain what it's about just no call geese and like just you know see who uh who, who <laughs> and you clicks. don't bring up geese for the first like six months yeah <laughs> um but no we're not talking about but geese uh we're gonna talk Yet. about <laughs> what were we gonna talk about <laughs> oh one song. probably one song right so not not plural just just one song just one song <laughs> um Many songs that we'll save for the secondary podcast. We just listened to I'm Wishing. That song ended. We saw the prince. He popped up. He said today. He was scary. And right after that, uh, we have the prince saying, as Snow White runs into her castle, he says, hello, did I frighten you? So that's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, and there. also, you sure did, dude. What the f*** are you doing? I have I have some real problems with the prince's entrance in this. And I, I don't mind this prince. But I've got some problems with his entrance in this song. So you think that Snow White is legitimately like scared of him? She's not. Just, she's not like, oh no, I'm I'm late for um, cleaning up the ground or whatever. <laughs> I was doing the last episode. Like you think you you think that she's like this man has come to kill me, even though at this point she doesn't know that she's in danger of death yet. That's not until the next the next scene. I mean, like let let's let's set, let's picture this. Like she's like leaning over the fountain the well looking at her reflection mm. and then a man's face appears in the reflection beside her like that's some bloody mary bullshit 
is what that is. This is what I would do if I was Snow White in the situation. All right. So, you know, we're singing, I'm wishing, and then, <laughs> oh, for my prince to come. What you do is you take the, you turn, you're like stranger danger. You take the prince, you slam his head into the stone of the well, and then you just oh my put God. him down there with your well stranger friend, and she like, will take like care of him ring? for you. I haven't seen the ring, so oh, maybe there's there's some sort of like dead people in a well that you know. Then yes, May- yes. oh oh, maybe, maybe that's this how is the ring. Maybe that's how the reflection friend got down there. You mean the water person? The water person. Yeah. Let's let, let's keep our our show <laughs> our show language consistent throughout. I they are water people. <laughs> water person. Maybe someone did that to the water person. Maybe they can be- see this would work out fine anyway. Yes. But I I will say as. If she, if Snow White does not seem to be a violent person, based on literally everything we know about her, so just mm-hmm. running was a good call, and I'm proud of her for that. Was she running inside to like call someone or like be like like to ask for help from someone? Who is she gonna ask for help? This is like the 1300s, the 11th century, the 1500s. Uh, it's pretty unclear. Yeah, my my impression was it's a little bit later than yeah. that. Yeah, I mean. They have, like, stoves. I don't know when stoves were invented. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the, like, general accepted order is that Sleeping Beauty is, like, the mm. oldest set time. Okay. Nonetheless, there are not, like, in these Bavarian castles, I don't think there's, like, a police force. Clearly, there are no guards that would help Snow White out. So, mm. like, yeah, the, the, go inside yeah. your stone castle. Well, I mean, that's what she does. She goes inside the stone castle. Oh, and... wait, wait, wait. Oh. I looked it up. Knowledge Fairy has come a-crawling. You dazzled up, her wand upon me. You looked up the dates of when this I happened. I did. Well, I looked up a blog called d-princesses.livejournal.com. Well, if it's a live journal, it's it's some up-to-date facts. Yep. And their location is my room, and their mood is accomplished, probably from writing this fantastic article about various time periods of oh. Disney princesses. Well, pl- please, please tell me the facts that they have provided. Okay, so this person claims that Snow White took place in the 1500s to 1550s, and she's not just pulling that out of nowhere. Her reasoning, or his, um, either one, um, is that the it looks sort of generic medieval at first, but when you look at the clothes worn by the evil queen and Snow White, mm-hmm. uh, Snow White slashed sleeves. Slashed? Slash. Sleeves. Slashed sleeves. Snow White slashed sleeves. That's a, that's a good tongue twister. Yeah, I've got a new warm-up now. Mm-hmm. They also, interestingly enough, placed it more in the Low Countries than in Germany because of the clogs. Oh, so is the Low Countries like the Netherlands? Is that what Yeah, that and like okay. Belgium and Luxembourg, but it's like Germanic. Okay. So it's not like a huge thing. Right. But, yeah, so I'd say 1500s. Also, I found on a different website that mm-hmm. the first recorded yodeling is from 1545, I think it said. Well, that proves so the- nothing. It's true. There could be secret yodelers. Yeah, the, no, the the dwarves could have developed yodeling in like the eight hundreds, and then sure. the tall wait, wait, the wait, tall wait, men wait. didn't discover it until the fifteen hundreds. So this wait, this are you saying that these dwarves have been alive for five hundred years? Well, no, like they they are their forefathers. Well, I'm saying that they could be alive. This this movie could be in like the year eight hundred, but then like the dwarves pass on the yodels. All the way until 1500, and then, you know, their modern 1500s yodel dwarves are like, all right, cat's out of the bag, you guys can record us, and hear our yodels. Um, 
the world over. But I'm saying that these are ancient dwarves. <laughs> That's fair. There's one ring and the ancient dwarves. I also like the idea of like recording yodeling because there were no like recording devices. Yeah. How did so they it was record? some person like writing down yodel, 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 <laughs> yodel. With, like, a drawing of a sheep for context. Yeah. They're like, oh, Millicent, that's my 1500s German name, Millicent, get us the ink, I, I need to write more O's. And she's like, oh, Papa, why are the O's? And he's like, Millicent, I found yodeling. Well, who, and, is, who is that, like, Dutch painter from, like, the 1500s, Rembrandt? Rembrandt. Maybe Rembrandt, like, drew some yodels. He was ooh. like, ooh, recording via the draw function theory theory amanda's theory corner so doc is like the smartest of all the dwarves right so he's like weirdly he's rembrandt in disguise to like learn about yodeling he went deep undercover and then deep underground also i know you can't see me right now but my my jaw has dropped i'm just like (laughs) what yeah how did we not realize this when we were watching the movie that as a child how i know how is a Small, five-year-old child who was traumatized of Snow White because he was in his doctor's <laughs> office. Did I, how did mm-hmm. I not make the connection between that and, like, Rembrandt's self-portraits that I had never seen before in my life? I know, and, you know, the thing is that those self-portraits were probably just a lie to throw the dwarves off his trail because they were like, well, I've seen Rembrandt's self-portrait, and it doesn't look anything like Doc. So, like, Doc, you're definitely not Rembrandt, right? And he was like, nope. <laughs> Definitely not a famous Dutch painter. A oh, yodel Whistle, whistle, whistle. Yeah. So, yeah. basically we've decided that not only were the dwarves the secret keepers of the yodel for mm-hmm. millennia, they yeah. also housed the greatest painters of their era, or yeah. or maybe the future era, depending on yes. what era. Yes, at, at least one of the painters. I don't know how many painters were hiding in the dwarves. Don't be ridiculous, Frodo. Yes. Eventually, um, they would realize that their own dwarves were going missing and being replaced by famous Dutch painters. Well, I don't know any other Dutch painters besides Rembrandt, so they could have been housing all of them, and I would literally have no idea. Like, Grumpy could be the second most famous Dutch painter. Like, his name could literally <laughs> be Grumpy, but I would have no idea. So, Amanda, you mentioned that the lyrics of this song are not really the most exciting, diverse... Tantalizing. Yeah. Um, I think we actually have someone uh, who's going to be joining the show who has <gasps> a little thing, a little more to say about that. What? Yeah, he's he's this, like I didn't. We didn't plan this at all. We we did not plan this at all. But he's my good friend, uh, Professor oh. Frodo. I don't know if you've heard of him. That's that's a different name than your name because there's a superlative in front of it. Yes, he's definitely not me. He's definitely sure. a professor. And right. he knows all about the music, and he's going to come explain to us why one song is more than the sum of its lyrics. So let's, wow. yeah, let's, let's take a listen to what Professor Frodo has to say. This is Professor Frodo's Word of the Day. Today's Word of the Day is rubato. Rubato is the temporary disregarding of strict tempo to allow certain notes to be arbitrarily lengthened or shortened. In one song, the prince makes great use of rubato. By slowing down the tempo on certain words, he adds emotional and romantic emphasis to the lyrics, 
that would otherwise be absent, due to the fact that they're pretty boring and repetitive as far as lyrics go. In fact, six of the first nine words in one song are one and song. If those words were sung in a straight manner, it might limit the prince's ability to emote through the lyrics. I will demonstrate. One song, I have but one song, one song. Now again, with the words I have but lengthened for emphasis. One song, I have but one song, one song only for you. Well, it makes a little difference, and it definitely makes it trickier to tap your foot along with the music. But this song wouldn't have the same romantic character without rubato. And that's my word of the day. This has been Professor Frodo's word of the day. <laughs> All right, I'm back now. I'm, oh, I'm regular Frodo. Great. Um, he doesn't live on the back of your head like Professor Quirrell does, does he? Not yet. Oh, no. Um, okay, well, going back to the prince, yes. the first thing he, he sings um, is, Now that I've found you. So he goes, Now that I've found you, here's what I have to say. And that's a pretty direct response to her, her song, which is, you know, mm -hmm. I'm wishing for the love I, the one I love to find me. And now he's saying, yeah. Now that I've found you. So this is implying that, that he's the one that she loves. Um, did, did they know each other before? I have to, I, God, boy, I sure, I have to hope so. And this plays in, actually, to one of my famous Disney conspiracy theories. Oh, God. Not, not another conspiracy theory. Three words. Alternate universe, Greece. Greece as in the one with Travolta and... Yes. And let's get physical... Woman. Olivia Newton-John. Yes, that would be the one. Yes. Yes. So, also featuring Max Crum um, and Laura Osnes in the revival. Most recently. So you're saying that they're the same? The same. I'm people? saying that it's a, so. Like, let let's just you know, let's take a step back. You have currently Snow White, and this prince guy, and it seems to us that we've never met him before because she doesn't seem to recognize his face in any way. But what if the summer just before this, they were in Australia? having fun on the beach, you know, getting down the sand, you know, he was sweet, just turned 18, and she was good, you know what I mean, um, etc. And so, like, she's, like, a little freaked out, because she's like, it can't be you, you live in Australia, I'm reversing the genders a little bit here, it's fine. And he's like, no, Sandy Snow White, same letter. Well, Australia didn't exist yet in the well, it, ex it wasn't a country, but, like, the landmass was there. Oh, I get it. Snow White's an aborigine. Well, they were both They were both there. They vacationed there together. Oh, okay. Gotcha. One of them so, lived so, there. So it's like High School Musical. Oh, yes. High School Musical is like Greece. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah I'm blowing I, I... your mind right now. I can, I can actually... There are bits of shrapnel, and that's a little uncomfortable, so you can calm down a touch. I mean... I'd, I'd take Zephron over Travolta any day. Mm. Oh, boy. I, I don't like having to make that decision. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm talking about, like, Greece-era Travolta, not current Travolta. I guess I'd pick Zephron, but I'd feel bad about it. We've already talked about how Zephron's a water person, so you, you can't... We, we clearly already are biased on the show in, in favor of Zac Efron, in my opinion, but... I mean, Zephron is a, you know, a gift to this world, but, like... 
So is John Travolta in Greece. Okay, well, so that's just your theory. My theory is more along the lines of, uh, you know, we've already seen that the Mirror declared Snow White the, the new fairest of them all, and it, mm-hmm. it seems to be like a, a recent development because I'm guessing this is not the first time the Queen asked who the fairest of them all was. Um, w- like when he says he found her, was he like, oh, I found the fairest of them all? Like how did how would he have even known that she was the fairest of them all? Like where did he see that? Ooh, that's true. Is there, like, a Find My iPhone app on his sword, but, like, Find My Ferris instead, maybe? Find my, find, yeah, maybe it's, like, a, a green arrow that he just, like, follows around, and it's, like, a compass yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I can think of is that maybe uh, when the the magic mirror, you know, the mm-hmm. looks like a mask on a mirror for some reason, maybe when sure. he decides who the fairest of them all is, he, like, publishes it in some way. Like, Ooh, like a like a college ranking, but for a fairest of them all, you know, like how U.S. News and yes. World Report puts out their their rankings of mm-hmm. best colleges based on like teacher scores or yeah, like input or reputation. Maybe maybe the Magic Mirror his rankings are like similarly like maybe he's not just like him spitballing. Maybe he's like, right. You know, he's really like this. compiled this. Right. Do you think that he has, like, subsequent, like, sub-lists? Because you know how they have, like, okay, well, this is the best school for this, but, like, these are the best nursing schools. So, like, these are the best right. fair nurses. These are the best party fairists. <laughs> well, no, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> the best party fairists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe, I would guess Snow White would not be high on the list of best party fairists. I do not think so. Maybe there's also, like, best C- fairists clean- that resemble Anna Ferris. I would say that she would be high up on, like, the cleaning list because yes. we've seen her clean already, and I think she's going to do it again. I um, think, But but is, she's cleaning the outside ground, so she may not be smart about cleaning, which is important. You need to clean efficiently, not just effectively. Right. So we, we agree, then, that, you know, he's using some sort of analytical input. Yeah. You know, he's, like, taking... I don't account. know if it's as, like, fancy as, like, a college, like, U.S. news report, though. I think it's maybe more of, like, a BuzzFeed listicle situation. Okay. And like maybe just like the prince took a quiz that was like which snow which beauty is your type of beauty? Like which kingdom should you search for your beauty? And it was like, "Oh, this one. This actually has the fairest of them all cuz you're pretty great. You know, you like pizza, long walks on the beach, and when we asked you if you wanted to be Slytherin, you picked green. So like <laughs> you take this one." And he was like, "Okay, BuzzFeed. I base all my decisions on you, as we all do because BuzzFeed is our overlord." Why obviously. Why would we um, not base our decisions on, yeah, BuzzFeed? It's a, uh, it's not, uh, you know, the Rembrandt of our of our modern era. <laughs> to to, to uh, okay. just randomly pick a, a a human being that has been an artist in the past. Um, sure. But now, challenge for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think the clickbait like article was? like heading oh, that got the prince to click on this on heading to find the fairest of them all well on his like you know snow book or whatever he has sure. you know, in his era in his uh his land snow white mm-hmm. book he probably has listed that he's single okay sure so, and so like the whoever is advertising this to him you know whether it's the internet or the the ground i don't know um it probably it, know, it knows that he's looking for a woman so it probably has all these pop-ups that are like you know these are the seven things that like women can't resist yeah um or like one of them was like uh, puffy sleeves yeah maybe there's also like a, a list you know 
top 12 places to meet your special someone, mm. and one of them is like a magical well outside of her evil Yeah. Ooh, I got house. one. Um, area doctors hate her. See how she became the fairest of them all. <laughs> Hint, she was born this way. Oh, God. So then once the internet has told him that Snow White is the fairest of them all, oh, yeah. then he's going to go off and find her. Yeah, and maybe he, like, passed Anna Faris on the way, mm. and he was like, oh, you're really pretty, but, like, I don't want to mess with Chris Pratt. He could kill me. He's super ripped now. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to admit this, but I did not know who Anna Faris was. I was just laughing along. No! I was like, ha name similar to word we say. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anna Faris is great. She's really funny. And she's married to Chris Pratt, so well, yes. she has amazing taste. Yes, now, I, now I'm aware, because you said that you identified which man the woman was linked to, and I was like, aha, uh, yes! Sure, sure. And now that you found her, here's what you have to say? Yes, one song. I have but one song. Yeah. Now, I will say, I would watch a TV show called The Ferris of Them All about Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt's life. Like, just their day-to-day life? Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. It's like a reality show, but with people that I care about. But I, the whole time I'd just be watching, I'd be thinking, like, oh, why isn't he with April? Like, I That is pretty endlessly disappointing. Yeah. But but she seems, Aubrey Plaza seems, seems happy. Yeah, she's, so. like, making movies with, you know. Yeah, she's in a movie with Zac Efron. Yeah. I think she's going to be okay. Zach Efron, our 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 old our old watery pal. <laughs> uh, he's he's less watery, and that all that water rate weight just turned right into muscle in that Baywatch movie. Let me tell you. Did you see Baywatch? I didn't, but I watched the trailer several times. Okay, yeah, I di- I didn't see it either. Um, I mean, like as much as I love Zach Efron and also Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the light of my life, like I couldn't. Yeah, I, I think I would the, not put that movie as the fairest of them all. Yeah, I think by the time anyone listens to this podcast, that movie will have been long forgotten, and they'll be like, <laughs> the, people will have moved on to whatever other ninety. They'll be on to the Saved by the Bell movie. That'll be the next big thing. Oh that, that boy, we'll be worried about. I never um, watched Saved by the Bell. Oh well, it's like another '90s show, but I mean, I'm aware of it. I'm yeah. a human being, but <laughs> I've never watched it. it. It has this guy named Scrotch. Uh, That's and, and, and Scrotch would uh. I mean, it's actually Screech. I don't know. I thought it would be funny to say Scratch instead of Screech, but <laughs> you seem to not... I mean, it was more confusing because I don't really know the show very well. Yeah, exactly. You seem to not pick <laughs> no. up on it, so it, it just went over your head. I was just sort of like, man, that's a weird name. Yeah. No, it's mm. there's Screech. He's... Is he played by... Dustin Diamond. Jason Seagal? Because I feel like everywhere... Is it Seagal or Seagal? I never know. Jason Seagal? Yeah, well... No. Why wouldn't they spell it Seagal then? You, you mean... Wait, who... The guy you from the... How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and, no. Like, all bad. No, he... Seagull? He... Yeah, no, he's not in that show. He was in Freaks and Geeks, which is Yeah, but, like, show. I associated most of people of that era as Jason Siegel. No, this had, like, Dustin Diamond and Elizabeth something. We've gone too far. We've gone too far. We've gone what too far. What were we talking about? One song. <laughs> One song. One song. One song, Glory. But yes, we were talking about the the fairest of them all, the rankings that the mirror put together. I guess my question then is, if those rankings had not changed, would the prince be here singing the song to the evil queen? I mean, she doesn't seem that much older than him, does she? She doesn't, and I would like to just take a moment and let us all envision the evil queen replacing Snow White in this song, because that would be hilarious animation. So so she's the one that runs <laughs> up, and then the Snow White is like the one they, they pan to... 
up yeah. and she's behind the the curtains. Yeah, that would be that would be yeah. Because like just to describe this pan for those of you like not following along frame by frame, they're doing the like one song. I only know one song. <laughs> I only know three words. And like Snow White's like, oh my goodness, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And then it pans up to the snow queen mm-hmm. who's like got the curtains pulled open and just has this look of just like i will kill you on her face and it's sick as hell mm. and it was my favorite part of the entire song by far and it's 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 also foreshadowing but i do like the pan up it kind of gives you that like romeo and juliet vibe yeah. you know um, i was definitely getting like, some he, romeo and juliet feels yeah like he's on the ground she's up in the balcony closing her eyes a strange amount um <laughs> which makes it seem like she's she's interested in some way yeah um but yeah yeah did you have anything to say about the romeo and juliet thing i, I sort of cut you off i know oh, you're totally fine um i mean just like i i also felt those things um not to pull a romeo and juliet cr- quote out of nowhere but i was just in romeo and juliet and still have most memorized um and it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of in the balcony scene when juliet's like i've yet to hear a hundred words of that song yet i know the sound she's like oh i didn't recognize you because actually in romeo and juliet like she also like gets freaked out at first and like almost like falls out of the balcony and like panics mm-hmm. and then she's like wait a second you sir because we don't actually like know any backstory for these guys because like i have to think they knew each other first i just like i can't accept this movie otherwise without believing that they've at least seen each other i kind of like it when they haven't seen each other before you know like they they only because then they only ever interact when the song one song is going on <laughs> You know, like he comes the first time, and then at the end, when we so at the end of this song, we never see the prince again until much later when he returns and sings one song yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a reprise. Um, re- reprise. Reprise. Is that word? Reprise. I think. I think it depends on reprise. the context that you're saying the word in. Well, regardless of, of how you, we're say, losing all um, of our musical street the, cred. <laughs> regardless of how you say the rippers, um, <laughs> that's. You got it. Yeah. So it, it seems to me like, you know, if they really knew each other, like, like, why is he only singing his one song to her? I don't know. It, well, maybe that's like their song. Like, it, yeah, is, my it, gift is my song, etc. One song glory, which is what I keep thinking we're talking about mm. and then getting sad because we're not. Like, So if this is the one, their one song, this is their yeah. song, like, is it romantic? Because so I personally think it's really boring, but like I was looking at YouTube and then mm-hmm. like people are commenting like, um, like this is like the most underrated song in, in Disney history. People are saying like, I wish that like a man would sing this to me and it would make me, you know, feel things that I haven't felt. So, it, <laughs> it, so you're a straight woman, uh, that's attracted <laughs> to presumably men folk. That is true. Yeah. Uh, so how, did this song give you the tingle feels? Yes. Have you felt the tingles, Frodo? I'm concerned now. I'm worried. Uh, definitely not in response to Prince uh, Snowman or whatever, whatever his name is. <laughs> I think you're referring to Olaf now. Oh, but God. no, I so I like I admittedly, yes, in this moment, I do fall into like the very like strong, like cisgender heteronormativity, et cetera. Like I do love like this sort of typical romance song. Like I think and even though it's like pretty dumb, I think On the Street Where You Live from My Fair Lady is like one of the best mm-hmm. like romance songs of all time. I absolutely adore it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also like a character who just kind of pops into a movie and like isn't in around much. Yeah. As a character and like a part of that story, he's useless and terrible. And like the musical is not my favorite of all time, but I just, I adore that song. Mm. And partially because the guys' voices who sing it tend to be really good. Um, I'm tangenting about 
Broadway. Welcome to my new segment. Amanda mm. goes on a Broadway tangent. Um, but I, so I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. Cause I do think that he's got a good voice because there aren't, honestly, there like aren't a ton of like Disney male ballads and the male romantic ballad is one of my favorite musical genres. Like you give me like a good tenor singing about romance and like, I'm just I've fallen on the floor dead from over feelings. But yeah, he he has a good voice. Um, and he's actually the actor who plays the oh, prince. Yeah. I wanted to get to him. Uh, Harry Stockwell is his name, and he actually was a, a Broadway performer. He was he played Curly in Oklahoma. He was not the first one to play it. He was the second one, but he was a member of the original Broadway cast. Um, oh, that's awesome. And then his his uh, son went on. His son is named Dean Stockwell, and he. Uh, was an actor for a long time and was actually the the main villain in the the 90s version of Battlestar Galactica. So the prince being a Cylon would explain a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen Battlestar Galactica, but I'm sure that many of our listeners have. Um, and if you know who Brother Cavill Cavill is, that's his dad was the prince. Um, so yeah, Cylons are apparently a, a word that you guys know about that I. Don't. You my sweet summer child. One day. One day, your Cylon Prince will come. Do you have any more more takes on this? Any more notes that you had on your uh, observation list? I mean, I would... I'd like to address the bird situation. The situation, yes. So, like... Yes, yeah, so for those of you, again, not watching this frame by frame, at the end, when he's done that, they're like, That was my song! I've sung my one mm-hmm. song! Um, And Snow White's like, my stars this is all and so she captures a bird from Mm. the air and she kisses the bird (laughs) which is like a separate issue we should talk about later like all the rabies possibilities going on in this movie like we should definitely remember to address that um but the bird's like ooh, a kiss and then i'm not sure why everyone's southern in this movie now but that's fine and so the bird then flies down to Mm. the prince and the prince is like, I guess, I, I guess I'm going to kiss it now, too. There. Yeah. And the bird, like, blushes. Mm. Like, the bird looks like its head has been dipped into red dye. And I think that bird is trying to steal Snow White's man. Maybe the bird is not stealing the man. Maybe the man is stealing the bird. <laughs> Whoa. You, I bet you didn't think I, of that. I didn't. I, I don't think I can possibly say anything else on the topic now. I think you broke Snow White. I, I think I did. But actually, there was going to be um, a kiss at the well between Snow White and the prince that was ultimately cut because they wanted to keep it, you know, innocent um, in keeping with Snow White being a, a child, as we mm-hmm. discussed. Also, another change that they made, Snow White, at the end of the song, was going to peek out through the curtains one last time after closing them. But Walt Disney thought this was all, the quote is, a little saucy. So mm. instead, we don't have a kiss. Snow White just closes the curtains. There's nothing else. Uh, very clean, very innocent, very, uh, very snowy and white. Yes. Very white. Mm. Everything is very white in early Disney, so we'll address that at a later, later time. Yeah. But if unless you have anything uh, else, I think we're ready to give our final reviews of the song. Yeah, you go first. Okay, well. Because so, you, you had the most negative reviews, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, this song is it's very boring. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this song F for forgettable. Um, That's... That's yeah. fair. Uh, um, F for fair. F for fair. Um, I, I, I will yeah. say, I think the song is very uh, plain. The lyrics are plain um, and repetitive when the prince sings it. I do like it more. It's used um, 
actually as the overture, both at the beginning and the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first thing we hear in the movie when it begins, and it's the last thing we hear at the yeah. end. And as a fanfare, I think it, it works better. Um, and having like, with That's the chorus fair. backing it, uh, F for fanfare, F for fanfare, F for uh, final, F for finale. Uh, yeah, I think it works with a chorus behind it when it's not just literally one person um, singing the same thing over and over again. It, um, yeah, it, it it the orchestration is not very grand or anything. I mean, that's obviously intentional in this scene, but it just um, it's mm-hmm. it's it's simple, it's quick. It's it's not my thing. So, but what what is your what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, I can't comment on the end of the movie because I'm doing this podcast right oh, yes. and listening along song by song. So, whatever, yeah. Frodo. Um, I'm going to give it six out of ten poison apples. Okay. Didn't I adjust my rating scale a little bit to allow for a little bit more? Because yeah, last time I remember you you gave it was it a three out of five. I think I gave the last one three out of five, and honestly, if I was using that same five scale, like I would give this one three out of five too, and I want to differentiate okay. it a little bit, because um, I do like, like I said, I like this type of song mm-hmm. a lot. Like I think the fact that it's a like a male ballad with a good singer, and it should deserve some praise, but like, boy, like when you compare this to like at last I see the light and stuff, like other really good like like none of them are like male focused ballads, which is fine from like a feminist standpoint it's good but from like a i enjoy male tenors singing love songs standpoint it's less helpful um but like it's just not lyrically interesting Mm. but i do think it sounds good i don't think the organizations are anything exciting but i think it's a pretty song Mm. um if someone's saying it i mean i wouldn't be mad at Mm. them yeah I i think that that is again i'd give it an f for fair yeah um yeah Slightly tilting towards positive for me. No, I, I I understand. I see why you like it. Do you like it more than I'm wishing if you had to really make the call? Oh, yeah. By far. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's the other reason I had to adjust it a little bit. I mean, I also that's partially voice quality for that, too. Okay, but... interesting. So so then we've only been through two episodes, and we already disagree. So I, I guess you guys <laughs> will have to keep tuning in to figure out uh, if we continue to disagree or if we ever agree on anything. <laughs> we'll see so uh thanks for joining me again amanda uh yeah it's been a, a pleasure talking about this song i i i get a sense that uh we're gonna have a little bit more excitement in some future episodes uh a, Ooh. L- a little yeah um songs that involve more than just one singer hopefully and maybe more than two words more than two words yeah but in you're gonna have to keep coming back until we get to those songs <laughs> <laughs> um so again Thanks for joining me. Uh, This has been Frodo. This has been Amanda. And thank you for tuning in to Wish a Pod a Star. Keep wishing. Eh? Yeah? The last time Eh? didn't you say, like, keep Disney? I did, but but that was stupid.